Hello, it's Weather Wednesday, which means it's time for a new podcast episode. Welcome everyone to For the Love of Weather podcast. My name is Gemma. And my name is Ashley. And I am super, super, super channeling the love of the guest that we have with us today. One of my favorite human beings ever. One of my favorite human beings to see at 5 a.m. in the morning. Somebody who has always just cheered me up. His, we've got Owen Wynn Evans with us. We're feeling really Oh lucky. my gosh, I, welcome, Gemma, welcome. Ash, <laughs> darlings. I'm so excited to be we here know, with you so, both. Like, Owen, since, you know, we last worked together, um, you have a Wikipedia page. Oh my gosh. And that is <laughs> quite the mystery as well, you two, because Ew, things go into it and you're like, how do they know that? Well, they made our job right, really easy because I was like, well, we just know Owain as Owain. And then I went onto this wiki page and I was like, oh my God, he's got all of this stuff. Oh, like, well, in that case, I'm glad it exists and I'm glad it's helped with yeah. the research. In my opinion, though, it wasn't actually long enough. It just didn't oh, cover... Really? Well, it didn't cover enough of the fabulousness that you bring to every work shift, basically, that you do. Oh, Ash, bless you, darling. Yeah. That's very kind. You I know. mean, well, Ash, we've worked together for years. Um, we started... I'm sure we'll get into this now, but we, when I was a weather presenter in various places, I was like a weather weather supply teacher at some stage. <laughs> Traveling around the UK, wherever, <laughs> wherever they need, they'd be, de- well, they would be desperate, darling. It was desperate times when they needed me. Oh. But Ash, you were always there helping me with the meteorological side of things as a forecaster. And Gemma, yeah. of course, well, we work with each other very regularly I'm now. I'm super gel. I'm super gel. Yeah. I'm just super gel because you're just, you're, and also like since we last worked together, oh my God, you're getting out there, Owen. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm getting to that stage where I'm like saying to people, I know that guy. Oh, I know who he is. Well, you know, the last, I would say, 12 months has been particularly busy. You know, a lot has happened. It's gone from me doing the weather and like various bits and bobs. And I've been, you know, bringing the drums into proceedings a bit, you two. So I saw your last one of the shanties. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That guy is amazing. You are too, but that guy is amazing. Oh, thanks, Ash. I love yeah. you. Just shoehorn that in at the end. <laughs> but yes, I agree. He Nathan Evans is great, you know, and yeah. he's got a record deal. So who'd have thought? Oh, well done him. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. I'm some still I'm, waiting for mine, you know. I know, we'll but I don't know. Like, could you actually belong to one place? Oh, I, is there is the mm. record company big enough for you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I we want to get down to some details. So we like in this podcast to talk a little bit about. So we've had a lot of different guests on this podcast um, from people who work outdoors to people are, who are more working insurance, meteorology, we've had a marine forecaster, lots of different things. And the one thing I've definitely learned about being in weather. So before actually I started working with you pre that, I was quite a technical forecaster. So my job was mm. very much behind the scenes it was for aviation it was all that very very technical and you realize though when you go into media it's all well and good knowing weather I mean obviously that's great but actually telling the story of the weather is quite a skill and telling it in an engaging way to the millions of people who are watching like it's actually Mm. quite hard because we you know you would get a technical brief off um, a meteorologist 
for like however long it is and then you have to transform that into sometimes like a 60 second forecast and that could yeah or it could be more depending on what your you know your count is or your producer is saying to you so I'm going to step it back a bit so let's start yeah let's start first of all you were a session drummer and then you were not a session drummer so tell us you know I want to know first (laughs) where did the love of drumming come from a little bit unusual to get into session drumming you're really young as well really young yeah Yeah, I was, you know, it was um, so drumming, I guess, has always been my kind of delight, you know, Mm. and it's been I grew up in a um, a, a very kind of working class um, family, you know, in in an ex mining town in South Wales. And there was just it was a great place to grow up for, for so many reasons, because my mother is very musical my father played the drums for a bit as well. So there was always like music playing in our house, you know, mm, and you mm. I then got into um, getting interested in, in playing the drums because I just love the kind of almost the mechanics of a drum kit. You know, it's like a thing you sit behind and you like become part of it almost as an instrument. And mm. So my parents bought me this um cardboard drum kit from Argos you know which was like the shells were made out of like laminated cardboard and there were plastic skins on it and it lasted for quite a while actually but my dad had to gaffer tape it together quite a lot because um, <laughs> I was getting a bit too excited so um at quite a young age I must have been like eight or nine then my parents saw that this was a thing you know that I was interested in and that it was worth investing a bit more in perhaps so they one Christmas they got me a full-size drum kit and I played that thing until it fell apart and was then involved in lots of different bands. And, you know, as I said, growing up in Ammonford, you know, there were there were lots of things like social clubs and rugby clubs mm. and football clubs yeah. and that sort of thing. Places where, let's face it, you know, on a Friday or a Saturday night, people would go to and would want to get drunk and would want to dance. That yeah. sounds so, great right now. <laughs> perfect. I mean... <laughs> I think anybody listening to this and the three of us included would just love a bit of that right now. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's where the drumming came from. And then I was in various bands, you know, and, and I ended up doing a lot of TV work for S4C in Wales, which is like so, the Welsh Channel 4. Oh, step back up there. Step back. Mm. So okay. the organic, the, the drums, I get it. That's very organic. You're a very musical family. How did you just suddenly work for S4C? Like, you know, what's what's that segue? Well, that was, that came about a few different ways, actually, because when I was drumming, the ba- one of the bands I was in, we were a Welsh language band and we oh. ended up doing some work on S4C, like, you know, playing on TV shows and that kind of thing. And this was back in, like, you know, 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. So... Um, things were very different back then, you know, and there were four TV channels, essentially, yeah, as far yeah. as terrestrial mm-hmm. was concerned. So being on the TV was a really big thing, you know. So one of my other interests was, and you two might, this is really bizarre, right? You're, you're probably going to be quite surprised at this. What I really wanted to do was either be a session drummer full time. And I was kind of getting into that and I was doing some recording in studios and that sort of thing. But I also have a delight in robotic lighting. Like okay, stage lighting. They're called very lights, and there are various yeah. brands of these things that move. You know, the lights that move around on stage. So when I left school, I was st- I was doing a bit of session work, but I went to university to study um, theatre design, and I wanted to do 
the moving lighting kind of stuff, you know, but it didn't really work out for me. So I left uni and then the plan was to take a year out to get my grades up on the drums. So the kind of session drumming work I was doing, I could apply it to like theatre or, mm, you know, yeah, okay. because you need to be able to read music and follow a score, which I couldn't do. I've, I've learned everything by year. You know, I still can't read music now. And then I was looking for jobs in that interim period mm. and ended up seeing a job in the newspaper. My two of my best friends, uh, Sam and Joe from Swansea, their mother, Anne, saw this job in the paper for a presenter for a new kids news programme. And she just said, why didn't you apply for this? Oh, I, was I love like, these types of stories. Oh, it's so And I was like, and darling, you know, I have yeah. no experience or whatever. But but anyway, I applied for it, um, went to BBC Wales with um, Joanna, one of my two best friends that I just mentioned. And, uh, you know, I'd never read an autocue before. I'd yeah. never been in, like I'd been in TV studios before with the drums, but never as a presenter. So did a screen test, um, tipped water on the set, swore, not a great screen test, darlings, TBH, <laughs> but they saw something and they, they gave me the job. And then I went, I got, a, um, I was 18 and I was, a, a, yeah, I got a job as a TV presenter and journalist for BBC Wales amazing. on S4C. Amazing. amazing. I just, I love that, like, that like I totally believe that that was meant to be I love that oh, absolutely like that. just one, like one, I, one conversation just changing the course of your life like it's just amazing just and it's so crazy I'm sure you know similar things have happened to you two as well you know where you decide to pick something and, and do something and and then had you not done that your life would be completely different you yeah, know? yeah um yeah. and getting that job was definitely one of those things oh god that's just so good so let's then also I'm just actually kind of curious how come you wanted to be a session drummer rather than being in the band what was that um, what was that decision about well what happened was is because I was I, you know I was drumming a lot and I was drumming in lots of different bands really because mm. there must have drummers must have been in short supply you know at that time so I was drumming in a, a couple of bands with some of my really good friends that I was in school with or whatnot. And um, I was, you know, every Friday and Saturday night, pretty much, I'd be in some rugby club somewhere, you know, in yeah. the South Wales Valleys, which for me, I've got to be honest, as a, a young, not out at that stage, gay man was, a, you know, sort of a hostile place to be. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I found them quite comforting just because I was there all the time, you know, because I was always in these places, yeah. I guess, um, with my drum kit, which in a way was a kind of masculine barrier for me, I mm. suppose, because I was smashing mm-hmm. these things to Bon Jovi like there was no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so going from the bands to the session drumming, I suppose the session drumming path, you know, had I decided to probably go down that would have been just because I just wanted to play the drums you know, I just right, wanted yeah. to play it. And bands would come and go. Like one of the bands I was in, when we got to the end of sixth form, we'd recorded like two albums and BBC Wales funded one of our albums for us, wow. um, like a kind of demo. And there was a crossroad, I suppose, you know, and yeah. the crossroads were essentially this way is, 
you go to university, bye band, bye babes, you know, or let's do this. Um, yeah. And everyone else in the band was like, well, actually, we want to go to university and we want to do different stuff. So I guess that was the that was the end of that then. Mm. And like, you know, you know, Ash, I've spoken to you at like four in the morning doing this job. Yeah. Gemma, I've spoken to you at like four in the morning or like <laughs> nine o'clock at night. So I've e I'm emailing Gemma now like, Gemma, can you help me? You know, <laughs> tell me about this polar vortex, darling. You know, like at the most unsociable <laughs> hours. And this is the thing about our job, you know, like the three mm. of us, the work that the three of us do, are the hours are not sociable so no. trying to fit a band into that is near on impossible actually yeah so if we got so we okay so the, the music clearly is very like very natural very organic thing for you and then I guess those opportunities that happened so this predated social media in a way now we all had a hotmail account I'm sure yes. at that point <laughs> but it predated do we have MSN accounts oh, like did you have I didn't did you have MSN I Messenger? did did you? I did. You have oh, all your friends on it, Gemma. Yeah, I was. On I it, didn't yeah. have. Oh, I didn't have it. Oh, oh. what's going on? You're missing out, out girl. <laughs> I didn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Gosh. Uh, but, but so yes. this predated social media. So <laughs> then, like, so how do you get to be like the most? Probably, I mean, in terms of social media. You're like the most famous person I know in weather. Like, <laughs> as in your, you know, your your traffic, who you reach is just phenomenal. You know, so you've gone from starting in television to essentially living through social media. And mm. I'm sure you know, like as well, you, you know, your six o'clock broadcast is probably your biggest one in terms of viewership, but really it's just a drop in the ocean to, as to actually who you're reaching through the day so so let's go back and tell me about how did you how did you okay. get into weather tell me about weather and where did that um, love come from that's what I want to know because you can't yeah like you, you couldn't you can't talk about a job every single day if you don't love it well not not a person yeah. like you you couldn't I can't imagine you doing anything you did. oh totally you know you'd get bored of it wouldn't you you know if you weren't interested in something you'd yeah get bored of it and you want to do something else and the interest in weather came, there's actually, right, and again, it's one of those weird things where, you know, I, I do believe sometimes that when you put things, you know, when you put something out to the universe, you know, I think that sometimes these, you see these things unfolding, you know, and there's a really funny picture of me when I was about six where a weather balloon crashed in our garden in <gasps> Ammonford. How exciting. What? And apparently I was obsessed with this thing. You know, it was like a cardboard box. And a cardboard yeah. is like a polystyrene thing. And there yeah. was like, you know, it has that sort of parachute-esque material on it, doesn't it? There was, a, um, there was a reward in Ireland back in the day if they fell in your garden to return them so they could be used really? again. Yeah, like £25, which was like, whoa. Mega well, listen, both. I don't know mm. if my parents got that £25, <laughs> but they didn't give me any <laughs> Because we did return it to... Well, it would be the Met Office, wouldn't it? They own, they would own yeah, them. I'm yeah, guessing was, back yeah. in the like mid '80s, there wouldn't be anybody I else. I think they're the only out. ones that release balloons still. Actually, I think you know, pretty yeah. much the other ones that do songs. Anyway, sorry, go on. So there was that. Like I like to think of that as my, me dipping my toe into the weather first. You know? Yeah, it was the gods just calling you, going, "Oh, I'm absolutely, oh, I'm darling, look up." Ah, and then down comes the weather <laughs> balloon crashing into our garden, our terraced house in South Wales. Um, so. Fast forward to 
beyond the drumming. Yeah. We're now yeah. in BBC Wales. You know, I was working um, as a presenter on a kids news programme, much like Newsround, actually, but in Welsh. Mm. And, um, you know, it was, gosh, it was back in the day when you had like, Stuff like that, like what I would consider regional TV, even though it was SVC, so it was national across Wales. You know, it, we had like a studio full of people, you know, and when I yeah. first started, we'd turn up to a shoot and there'd be a person there with a steady cam, you know, <gasps> or one day there'd be like dry ice in the studio and like a jib, all these big camera equipment and smoke and, you know. And I was like, going from my, you know, upbringing, to yeah. that was like, oh my gosh, I felt like I'd literally walked into Hollywood, you know. But like, I think anybody would. I would. Absolutely. <laughs> I still get awed by, by yeah, I would as well. TV studios. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to send you both some dry ice. Actually, no, maybe I won't do that. <laughs> there are, I think there are probably some hazards involved in like posting someone dry ice. So we won't be doing that, girls. Um, so, you know, it was a very exciting time and I just loved it, you know. I was, yeah. I felt so grateful to be in that place. And a lot of the stories that young people engage with are, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tailored audience. It's a very different type of news audience as far as the way it kind of absorbs stories goes. Mm. At the time, you know, we had stories like the Iraq War, stuff like, you know... Even Madeleine McCann, you know, yeah. these awful stories. And you're like, how the hell do you explain that to a child in a way that, mm. number one, a child will understand. And number two, in a way that doesn't freak a person out and, you know, stop them from sleeping. So I loved working on that program because every day was like, You'd start afresh, as as you both know, you know, in news and weather, you generally start yeah. afresh every day, don't you? Because the story is always different. And one of the things that, you know, I always found myself writing about was the environment and those sorts of stories. Because ah. ah. young people love that sort of stuff. Yeah. And my producer saw that um, and was, you know, I would always get those stories. So that then gave me an interest in, number one, the environment, and then, of course, the weather. So after doing that for like 10 years, the kids news program, I felt like maybe I was getting a bit old for it. Mm. So I then applied for a job in BBC Wales as a, um, a, what was it actually? The job was weird. It was a continuity presenter. Ah, so like yes, a bit yes. in between the programs yeah. for radio, for, ra for Radio Cymru, the Welsh language station, because Welsh is my first language. And as a traffic and travel and weather presenter. So ah. out of all of those things, I wasn't really interested in the, uh, you know, uh, the sort of telling people what's coming up. But, you know, if I'm honest with you, and I can say that now, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really interested in the traffic and travel either, if I'm honest. Yeah. But what I was interested in was the weather part of it, because yeah. I knew I, I, I was interested in that, you know. Mm. And I then got really interested, actually, in telling the story about the travel and whatever. So it all became part of a big thing. And um, from there, then I started because of the TV experience, BBC Wales would kind of use me and they trialed me out as a TV weather presenter for BBC One uh, Wales Today because I had the TV experience and the weather stuff. And I was lucky to have some bosses who were, you know, very supportive in that sense. Yeah. And um, Ash, that's probably when I 
around about that time I met you then um when God, I you're started such a veteran with though when I met you you just you just knew so much about like well like just from like producing from you know I could go to you and say there's this stuff happening and you would say okay this is the line we need to take from it you know, and I'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, I've just spent yeah. 10 minutes telling you something and you've just like pulled one thing from it. And it's like, that's a, that's that's what it is today. And you, you, you could just do anything. But, you know, I that's very kind of you to say. Thank you, Ash. But I think that that comes from working in kids TV, you know, working really? in journalism yeah. for young people, yeah. because you, you've got to like get that thing and when the more into weather I got then when I was doing you know some stuff for reporting Scotland when they need cover up in Glasgow so I'd go up to Glasgow or when Spotlight in Plymouth needed cover I would do their cover yeah. and I was just trying to get myself out there because I knew I loved the communication part of weather yeah. I loved the audience mm. engagement because the three of us know people are really interested in the weather right you know yeah, it's like yeah. People love talking about the weather here in the UK and beyond. And um, then I got a job in London as a, um, I worked on World Service for a bit as a producer on an African <gasps> news program. Oh, what an honour. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I went back mm. to journalism then. And then it was like weather kept on pulling me back. Yeah. And then I yeah. came to work in the Weather Centre in London as a duty producer and um, was there for a couple of years living in London and then ended up working for Look North in Yorkshire and now Northwest tonight in Manchester. So amazing. How lucky is the weather world? Seriously. (laughs) I'm so sorry, you two. I've literally felt like I've just given you my CV. No, it's like I've just read a CV. It's like we like it. We like it. We love it. And the thing it's just so funny. It's lovely to hear these stories though of people that you know. Like we've been sort of chatting to people on our podcast, and, and when you actually get properly just get to sit down and talk to people, and it's so funny how somebody can be like your friend or I don't know, a colleague or whatever it is, and you don't know like all of that story you just know them in a different I don't know you don't know the actual you know all of their stories no it's really it's it's really really cool to hear so tell me now what happened when you discovered Twitter like tell me how did you see did you see this straight away (laughs) you know was this like a a moment a David Bowie moment where you know you were like this is going to change the world like did you know did you know I tell you what I did see is that when I started working for Weather in BBC Wales, there was no one really doing like short, as we know it now, short form video forecast, like personality led yeah. forecast. Yeah. People, they were like videos of um, like maps being pushed out to various Twitter accounts. And this was back in the day when Vine was the thing. I don't know if you yeah. remember Vine. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah like the six second thing six second videos and they would find it still going yeah Yeah. it is I think it's been re-bought by someone now yeah but I just started doing these six second forecasts on Vine Mm -hmm. and um I remember speaking to somebody at the time in BBC Wales one of the social media people there when so having a social media manager was still quite a you know a new thing and he was like there's literally nobody else doing presenter-led forecasts on social media and I was like yeah I suppose so then I was like (laughs) I'm gonna keep on doing these and then they developed (laughs) into like Twitter forecasts and and then it's a very fine balance both between 
And I, I had this conversation with somebody recently where somebody like referred to me, we were joking as a weather entertainer, as like a weather mm. presenter or, you know, I wouldn't consider myself a weather forecaster because I'm not a forecaster. I'm not a meteorologist, but I'm certainly a weather presenter and a science communicator. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I do also get that in this day and age, to go back to like the Twitter thing, Ash, that you just mentioned, yeah. you've got to like grab audiences and you've got to engage in different ways so as far as that's concerned and it's very easy for this to be taken out of context because I don't see myself as a just an entertainment presenter who just happens to do weather you know I'm a weather presenter mm. I love weather but mm. I also get that you've sometimes when appropriate you get the opportunity to be a bit entertaining as well I suppose Oh my God. And if we, I think we need that in this climate. And I mean, I think like weather is positioned at the end of the news for a reason. Yeah, totally. You know, like news can be heavy and, and more so than ever we've seen it this year. But you need that. You need that light and you need that consistency of knowing that somebody is going to chirp you up, you know? Yeah. And I get, yeah. you know, lovely messages of people saying that they enjoy the forecast and stuff and they like the flamboyance and you know being unapologetically flamboyant is something that I've always kind of thought it well, is it's... the best part of you it's amazing <laughs> oh, thank I love you. it I love us so you've gone from you've told us about Vine and then that sort of like translated into Twitter and then you found yeah. Instagram yes yeah tell so, us about how do you like explain the different in the formats I use social media in different ways now, mm, depending yes. on what I want to put out there. Yeah, tell us, tell us your, tell us your well, secrets. You see, because we need some tips. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. I'll share, I'll share as many of my tips as I can. I would say it's like with my Twitter, which is where I've got the biggest following, I suppose. Um, I do tend to make sure that there's a lot of weather in there, you know, because yeah. A lot of those people have come mm -hmm. to me because they've seen the forecasts or whatever. But equally, a lot of people will have come to me because they've seen the like the drumming weatherman video. Yeah. Or I don't know, they might have like seen stuff I've done about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever. So it's a real mixed bag. So mm -hmm. but Twitter is also a great place to do stuff like, you know, warn people about things. And, yeah. you know, I yeah. still do these little one of the things I started doing a while ago were these GIF forecasts again, because no one was really doing them. So it's like a bit like Vine, mm. sit five seconds actually, but there's no audio on a GIF. And the reason I started doing them is because they're low data. You know, if someone's on the bus, mm. they can open them up and they'll just keep on looping and you can try and you can get a very basic weather story into it. Mm. Yeah. But generally it's like, you know, if there's something significant happening on a pressure chart where you can refer to like fronts coming in or whatever, or air mass changes, temperature, um, you can't really go into f the finer detail of a forecast on a GIF. So I try to keep that to like the Twitter videos. But as time has gone on, they have got less and less like a, tra a traditional forecast and more and more like just me saying, Darlings, it's Wednesday. Look, you're going to need your big coat today. So get your big coat on for the rest. Get onto the BBC Weather app. You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's it's what of, people but need. That's what I want, they, like, totally. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, Gemma, that's I think people want to know 
people want to know a forecast because people are super interested in it and and they will know where to go for that you know be it bbc weather itv weather met office you know wherever and and we will i'm i feel really lucky that we've got such fabulous graphics you know on bbc weather it's really easy to use the um the the software and the visuals to tell a story really yeah. well but it's all about that, you know, how are you going to feel today? Is it wet? Is it windy? Will you get wet? Will you, can you wear a fancy shoe on the foot? Yeah. Or do you need your big coat and a welly? So yeah. it's more like that now, I yeah. guess. But it's sometimes that's I think what you, you need. that really well, actually. Yeah, just that yeah. visual, visual you. Your Twitter's really good for them. Yeah. That's so kind. Thank you Because you get onto Twitter and you see your Twitter and straight away I know... I might need my coat today or it's going to rain straight away. It's the information that I need and you do it in such an engaging way as I well. I know, it's that's really the good. thing. Yeah, I always I really smile like when I see oh, us. Thank you. I just love us. I love us. Oh, yeah, as soon as I see your face, I'm just, just like, it just brings a smile to my face. Oh, I love oh. you both. That's so kind Tell of us you about your Instagram. What, what um, you know. So I'd say the Instagram is more, as I call it in inverted commas, darling darlings. Where it's right. more like me being like flamboyant, you know, mm. there's there's a little bit of kind of, you know, you have to because of the the fact that I've decided, you know, and, and it was a decision in a way that I'm just going to put my personality into stuff and, you know, try and be me as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um that there is a slightly amplified version of that on Twitter where it's like Friday night. Wow, is know. that possible? <laughs> 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 Have a look at my Twitter at my Instagram. I know, I know. The thing is, though, when I see that Instagram and Twitter, everything that you do, I'm literally like, I just, that is you. Like, I don't know. Like, you are what you get. You are what you get. When you meet you in person or whether I see you on Instagram, because when I see you on Instagram, I'm like, yeah, that's a wine. Like, it's, you know, (laughs) like there's no difference. (laughs) It's so different. You know what? You're, you're probably right there, Ash. And and yeah, you, you know me. So you know the difference between like me and what you see there, I guess. There's but, none. <laughs> but yeah, no. Maybe I'm just more myself on Instagram. I then. think you're just yourself yourself, aren't you? And, and everything you do is just a bit of you. But, you know, one of the things that I've tried experimenting with as well, both. And Gem, I, I, can't, I can't remember if you and I spoke about this not long ago, actually, because... So for those listening, um, Gemma and I work together. Gemma, you're a forecaster, fabulous forecaster, actually. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and and I'm a weather presenter. And Ash, you have basically done both things because you're a forecaster and a meteorologist and you're a weather presenter. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Gemma, I can't remember if you and I were talking about this not long ago because I'll often send you an email asking you for a bit more information on things because I want to yes. do like an explainer perhaps because I love the science of it. And I've started recently bringing my cat in. To I love that. I love those videos so much. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, why not bring a cat into a weather forecast? Exactly. So I, I did one I, a, 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 about Rayleigh scattering and Franny was there with me and I was talking about the, you know, Rayleigh Amazing. scattering and the wavelengths and all. Um, and it's just thinking about, Sometimes I've got to be honest, right? I know that some people probably look at my stuff and are like, oh, cringe, because you can't please everyone. But no. you can try and do something different and you can try and be confident. You can be confident with it and be like, look, this is what I'm doing, babes. So, yeah, go for it. In the immortal words of Bewitched, say la vie. <gasps> so, oh, you know, that's oh, it, isn't it? That's I life. think 
I think those videos are really good though because you do take the science and I think you do break it down really well and you give you give it out in bite size to people so that they can just absorb it and take it in and understand it and I think you do that very very well I have I am always saying that's the best form of communication is hearing something or seeing something yeah and you haven't had to think about you haven't had to think about it it's just in your brain there you know it's just like oh that's what like it's like this information that you've osmosis you know and 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 you haven't had to think about it so your visuals are always really good as well like the way that you visually do it I'm always in awe I'm like has he done that I don't I can't do any of that stuff. No, I um where did you get the energy from? (laughs) Oh well, the three of us know what it's like getting up at like three in the morning, knocking back the coffee, and you just you just switch it on, don't you? Yeah. Um, but the visuals I self-taught um I've decided to buy um after effects. This was years ago, and I put it on my computer and I'm like, I'm gonna learn how to use this. Mm, And then I thought I was so complicated. I thought it was going to be Steven Spielberg, you know. I thought this is (laughs) industrial light and magic. Move aside. I've got After Effects. But now I just end up using it to like green screen my cat, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which it works quite well for. So that's how it goes. I love it. I love it. Do you use social media? I was going to say, do you use social media to get information as well? Because I go onto Twitter to find weather stories and things around going around the world as well. I find Twitter really, really useful for that. Do you use social media for that sort of thing as well? Yeah, I do. Absolutely, Gemma. I look at social media and I look at different, you know, um, different accounts. I follow loads of different weather accounts and and I try to see what's going on, number one. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's nice to to look at the way other people are doing things, not in order to copy yeah. them, but just in order to, sometimes it just gives you a more rounded view on stuff. Mm, you know, yeah. I'll sometimes watch forecasts on other channels or maybe I'll watch like, I don't know. I love watching weather forecasters in different parts of the world as well doing their thing. Yeah, me too. And just seeing how the weather works in different places. Like social media is a massive part of my own kind of brief every day. Like seeing what's out there. Or even if it's just like, um, I don't know, even a picture of somebody morning, someone's morning just sort of sets the scene for you. Um, But also some of the more complicated stuff that I, you know, don't understand fully, but I get to learn about it through social media like people who look at stuff in really, really close detail, like yeah. certain stratospheric warming. I mean, I understand the, the idea of it and I know how it filters down into the atmosphere, but I don't, I don't do that forecasting, but it's a rate, like someone's one tweet gives me this lovely little like piece of information. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I find social media invaluable. Oh, it's, it is amazing. And, you know, Ash, I'm sh- I don't think we can, we c- probably can't count the amount of times where you and I have had conversations over the years where I've <laughs> gone to you and I'm like, Ash, what, hun, what can this- you tell me about this? <laughs> yeah. And like, you've explained it to me beautifully. And then, you know, it's all about learning, isn't it? And, you know, yeah. but there's I- another thing, though, taking that and turning that into 140 characters, like a, turning a five minute <laughs> conversation into 140 characters is quite the skill. Yeah, I guess it is. It's all, and I love that storytelling part of it. You yeah, know? I, I yeah. love that. And as well, without getting too serious, but you know, the weather is changing. And, yeah. you know, one thing I've noticed 
myself doing now is it, it wasn't that long ago when I felt like if we had hot weather and sunshine, you know, I'd be doing gifts where I'm like, rejoice, darlings, you know, yeah. get the fact of 50 mm. out. That is completely gone now. Mm, you know, yeah. I think whenever I see the, and I'm not the only one, I know we, we all feel like this, I think, as weather presenters and weather forecasters now, you, because of the way our climate is changing and our weather is changing, you, you have to be careful with tone now. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll bring franny the cat in to do an explainer but you know if we've got a heat wave coming up you mm. know i put franny away you know because yeah you've, mm. you've got to judge the tone and at the end of the day yeah i am you know we were chatting earlier about having to sometimes inject a bit of entertainment into things but at the yeah. end of the day i'm providing like a, a service and communicating yeah. meteorology i guess so that in itself is really serious and i feel very strongly about trying to do that as well as I can I suppose yeah no yeah. that's a really valid point I think as well like even in the like I mean I consider my forecasting career relatively short it's about 10 years long but you've been actually working in the weather pretty much longer than that and if you're looking in the weather for that length of time like it's I mean about like about anything in life that you learn it's all about pattern recognition mm. but even in my yeah. short time forecasting I've seen the patterns change and like I and also when I first came to the UK here, if we had like 35 degrees, it was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And but like you say, it's not like that now. You get 38.7, I think, was our last hottest day. And it's like, oh, that's not cool. No, like, no. as in, you know, how do totally. I how do I how do you stand there and be like, you know, mm. you need to deliver um, a forecast. But yeah, I agree. The tone. And is, what's, yeah. What's so scary about that as well is. That is within very recent memory. Yeah. Us celebrating the highs of 36 in Gravesend yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really hot in London today, darlings, you know. Whereas now it's like, oh no, like that's happened really quickly. Yeah. And I have, it's, it's really interesting how some people love the heat and you know will think that a heat wave is a good thing and will therefore want to know more about it and want to know how long it lasts but i also get that you know the, the general narrative around those things now based on reality is yeah you can't be celebrating this no yeah it's another 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 story that needs to happen out of that yeah for sure and, and trying to split that out of the forecast as well can be a bit tricky mm. i have got, we've got some more quests for you i'm just really conscious of how long we're actually taking on this so i'm just gonna fire through some questions tell us about you your your best day on screen does it include matt lucas by the way oh my gosh matt lucas is such a darling i love that man oh my god it, it, like right so <laughs> i would say that's a really good question actually because I feel really, I feel so privileged to have not only had this career, you know, and do what I do and be able to like be on the TV. Like, it's amazing. It's so cool. Um, and also, you know, I love the job. I love telling the weather and, and telling a weather story. Um, but in lockdown, it was such a weird time, you know, mm. the, for everyone, weird, scary, terrifying, yeah. you know, traumatic but it was really strange because I um, remember going to my boss and saying to her um, on Northwest Tonight look 
I think I can do these forecasts from home. And yeah. it was when lockdown was starting and people were being encouraged to work from home and no one else was really doing it. So she was like, they were so, BBC was so supportive. They were like, yeah, you know, let's do it. And I had a work phone. So I started doing these like outside broadcast style forecasts from home. And I didn't have a green screen and I didn't have lights and stuff at the time. So I was literally, I had an iPhone with a mic coming out of it, you know, on an old, like balanced on an old symbol stand. <laughs> um, just because I wanted to show that we can do this. And, and I think people will like it. So I was there in front of my monkey puzzle tree in the garden doing these forecasts. And um, people seemed to really like it because it was questionable whether or not people actually wanted to know what the weather was doing at that time because people yeah. weren't encouraged to really go outside and, yeah. and some people worried about you know yeah. is this airborne like can I can I catch it by being in my garden you know people were like people didn't know what was going on and there was a lot of misinformation as there still is now in some ways um so anyway that then led on to the idea of the drumming BBC News music thing which was um, an idea a friend of mine and I were chatting about in work a long time ago, actually, about drumming to the BBC News music. So I came home and I was chatting to Aaron, my husband, about it. And he was like, well, why don't you like do a weather forecast and then, you know, wrap it up on the outlook and then, I don't know, go and play the drums. So then we bounced the idea around and I was like, yeah, OK, right. So we had this idea of I'll do blah, 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 forecast. That's how it's looking. Stay safe. See you soon. And then get the BBC News music to start. And then I like mince over to this drum kit and start smashing it. Um, and I would say, in a way, that was my best day in work because it led to so many other things. And it was in my house. And the next day was just bonkers. Really? It just blew up. Yeah. Wow. Because, you know, that tweet has had like, seven million nearly seven six million views now i think on twitter yeah over 10 million on facebook it's just bonkers and you know i different people wanted to chat about it and i think what was funny about that video was the fact that i'm a i was a weatherman you know with the big hair and with the little three-piece suit and the you know Mm. really camp little jewels on my lapel and whatever and then you know, I did this flamboyant forecast and then I went over to the drums and I really hit them hard and I could play them. And it was just surprising. So that was amazing that it was yeah. just an idea that, you know, yeah. was worked on and just did it, not thinking that maybe it would go down well. It also and- just like goes to show how well, like Aaron knows you, oh, obviously he's your husband, but like just to be saying, so like, oh, and just at the end of the forecast, just like hop on the drums and for you to be like, <laughs> yeah, okay, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's it, you're completely right there, Ash. Yeah, totally. So, and then off the back of that came a lot of the stuff like you were saying about Matt Lucas then. Yeah. Right? I sang the Baked Potato song and drummed with, um, along to it with Matt Lucas, which was just incredible. And, you know, I've, I've ended up then being more involved with other things. Like I do films for the one show now. Yeah. And... Wow. Yeah, it's just amazing how one. I've literally thing. got like smile ear to ear. Yeah, we talk. Like, I'm so proud. It's amazing. Oh, oh. bless you. Thank you. So, yeah, it's oh, just been amazing. Tell us the other side. What was the worst? Did you have a worst day on screen? Um, 
Well, it's a funny one because there are sometimes with this job, when you really put yourself out there, you know, not everyone is going to like you. And there are times sometimes where, you know, I, even now I still get like homophobic messages on Twitter or, you know, Gosh, just people yeah. being, you know, idiots and just being really unpleasant, you know. So mm. that I think with time, I've like got used to that being, unfortunately, it's part of the job. You know, people are going to be yeah. dicks and that's that. But I think that it's that makes the job unpleasant at times. But I also get that, you know, if I want to do more of this, especially maybe on a network level, I'm going to get even more of that. So now I'm just like, well, fine, you know, it is what it is. That's that. So you've just got to, you've got to take that and let it wash over you, darlings. Mm. Um, the worst day. I think it's, I think, you know, when... A, f a forecast doesn't quite go to plan oh yeah and and i know that we are all probably singing from the same hymn sheet here because we we work on the most amazing information and, and the forecasts are brilliant you know yeah. and a lot of the time it's not that the forecast doesn't go right it's that people don't listen to what you're saying yeah. you know and they're like that's wrong therefore you got the weather wrong it's <laughs> like know. no i didn't actually darling you know Watch it back. Um, yeah. So whenever there's, you know, coming from a news background into weather, I did struggle a bit at the start with reporting on fact. Yeah. This is what's happening. This is a fact. This will happen. This has happened, rather. To the weather, which is a bit more, you know, maybe, this, maybe, this yeah. is what we think is going to happen. Mm. And it's pretty certain this is going to happen. Um, but I also love that about it as well. Because... Yeah. Well, Number no one, one day is the same. No one day is the same. And a lot of the time, most of the time, they're really good. You know, like the forecast yeah. turns out right. And then you can look back and you're like, that was great, you know. Yeah. But there have been, I've been awake at night sometimes, you know, when we get bad weather coming in, thinking about, oh, did I, you know, get all of that information in mm. from the briefing? Did I listen to everything right? Did I look at the graphics mm. enough you know when it's all about uh, you kind of doubt yourself sometimes and that's yeah you feel that problem. like ability yeah. and that like kind of especially if there's like and actually I think you and not you we worked a danger we worked a danger to life situation together yeah when there was, was a red warning, red warning. Mm. in the northwest of England and it comes it I you know at that point it's nearly not about the weather it's like how do I say in the weather this is really not kidding around you totally you have to you know how do you say to somebody like you absolutely have to stay completely tuned to your your local radio your council anyone who's out there if somebody knocks on your door and tells you to leave the house you have to go like yeah yeah I, there, I and so. I so I agree there are times where definitely I've laid laid, laid awake at night and think oh god what if I just didn't quite explain yeah. that properly or I miss I took the message wrong from my brief and then I briefed wrong and oh yeah me too yeah absolutely and I bet as well as meteorologists you know it, there's even more pressure in those situations I yeah, guess yeah but at the end of the day though it hangs on you because you were the one provide you're the face to that information mm. That's the yeah thing. yeah now, we can get it wrong and yeah we can have a bad day forecasting but if we go and tell you are you forecasting you know, you're the person that ultimately will be the last, the messenger, the last line of, of messaging. Yeah. So I totally get why that would like, yeah, it's stressful. Totally. Out, man. 
let's move on from that question. So I think that, anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the anxiety levels are rising. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say on a light-hearted note, um, do you have a favourite weather song? Oh, I do actually, Gemma. My favourite <laughs> weather song is Blame It on the Weatherman by aforementioned Bewitched. Ah, good song. Oh, Great song. We love Bewitched. I'm sorry they didn't hang around for longer. I know. Aww. I got to meet them at Hull Pride. <gasps> I hosting. I host a lot of Pride events, you know, when they're happening in like normal times. And they were amazing. Oh, um, aren't they? Yeah. That is my favourite weather song, I think. But I've got to be honest, you two, and this is very cliched, I do also really like It's Raining Men. Oh, That's a great song as yeah. well. It's a banger. Thoughts around the kitchen great. with it on. I know. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. It's a great uh, song. I've danced to it many, many, many a time with my disco lights switched on. So what's the most fun thing that you've done to date? Um, the most fun thing I've done to date, um, I, well, I think all of the stuff that came off the back of that Drumming Weatherman video was quite fun. Like I got to re-record some BBC songs like Steve Wright's music for, on Radio 2, drumming on that. Um, the one show wanted me to do a drum cover of their music. That was really fun, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I recently went on um there was a new year's eve program with bbc one called um with paddy mcginnis called the big night in and i watched that did you like it the big new year's uh, in? yeah i wasn't very well over new year and i put oh. that on and i saw your face and it cheered me up i was just like yes oh, this is bless amazing. You. <laughs> thank you Gemma. that was really fun because i got to play the drums and um it was it was just fun to be on that kind of tv show you know and, and yeah. be on like a, a Saturday night style show as one of the kind of presenters. It was just like, I was like, oh my gosh, am, am, am I actually here? You yeah, know? yeah. So that Which was Which really says a fun. lot, like, because you've like loads of experience. So to still feel that way is pretty, pretty cool that you still oh, get that buzz, me. you know? But like, isn't it just amazing? I just feel like walking into a TV studio or like doing any of this stuff is amazing. Like I walk into our studio in Manchester, Northwest tonight, which is BBC, the BBC breakfast studio that we um, use as well. Oh. And um, I walk in and I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. And I'm like looking at the lights and looking at the screen and looking at the weather wall. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I work here. Yeah, so cool. yeah. So you've also done something with Michael McIntyre. Is he like as yes. funny as I, as I think he is? Oh, Ash, he is amazing. Oh. He So I did The Wheel, his TV show, yeah. um, and it was just brilliant. Like these things are, you know, TV is so weird, isn't it? Because we were there on this massive mechanical rotating wheel for like three hours filming <laughs> that. And then the whole thing had to be edited down. So, so much stuff was cut out, um, yeah. but it was brilliant. Michael McIntyre was amazing. It was lovely to meet some... I felt like a competition winner, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, felt, I was looking around and I was like, what the hell am I doing next to Stacey Dooley? You know what I mean? On this wheel. Um, so, yeah, he was really fun. And um, that was a really good programme to be on. I loved it. Aww. The wheel looks like so much fun just going around. It's just like, it's and great. It, yeah, you know, it's really fast. I was going to say, is it really fast? Really? Yeah, because we were, like, they put you on it and... Um, you know, you have to kind of get used to the motion of the rig. And it's a beautiful set. It's amazing. Uh, and it's huge. It's like the biggest 
physically moving thing I've seen, you know, mm. that's not like a roller coaster or something. Yeah, yeah. So, and like all the lights move around and it's amazing. You're on it and it starts spinning and then it just keeps getting faster. And we were like laughing our heads off because the thing was just spinning around <laughs> so fast. And But great telly, great show. And Michael McIntyre is an absolute darling. I, I've actually listened to his book because I, I don't, I physically, I'm too tired to read these days. So I let people, I let people talk to me instead. Oh. But I've, I've listened to his, his book and I just... I just love the man so much. I love he's him so funny. much. Yeah. He's hilarious. And he's very much like that, you know. And he's um, so, but at the same time, he's so down to earth, you know. Some of the things that he talks about and jokes about are just, oh my God, he just, he cracks me up. He cracks me up. I love him yeah, to bits. Let me, let me ask you something. Of course. I have a couple more questions. I'm totally conscious, Gemma, that I've been like hogging all of our questions. Do you want to ask a it's few? Fine. <laughs> okay, 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 it's fine. Okay, again. <laughs> So tell me, what are your, what's your like social media rituals? So do mm. you say to yourself, right, okay, I'm going to, you know, like, have you got like, is so for me, social media yeah. is a mega effort. I literally have to make a big old effort to get out there and actually, you know, do some social media. Like every single day, I'm really conscious of this. Is this something that's just like, in, like incorporated into your life? Like what's your, what's your rituals? Yeah, it, it is in a way, you know, Ash, I think that at the start of, of, weather you know I was a lot more kind of I was stricter with it I suppose you know mm. I'd say okay I need to make sure that I tweet a forecast like at least four times a week yeah and yeah. even on the weekends or on my days off I'd be looking at the forecast because it does this feels like a full-time job sometimes because the weather doesn't stop yeah and you know people always ask me you know and you they'll always ask you oh what what's the weather doing and you feel like you always have to be across the yeah story. totally yeah. <laughs> like I was in um I was in B&M bargains this morning buying some paint and somebody asked me what the forecast was you know so, <laughs> and then I was like am I across it yes I'm definitely across yeah. it um so with the social media ritual now I try to put more emphasis on a more kind of how does it feel? What's the weather that's going to affect you right. kind of approach um, as opposed to, a you know, a TV forecast shoved on social media, mm. which absolutely do work, you know, but I've just I guess I've just been doing but there's that. different, different things for different things, isn't it? You know? Yeah, totally. So there's that. I also love doing the explainers. So I've got a list. I've got a word document with like a load of explainers that I want to do. But they I've just got one of those. Have you? And yeah, because we do explainers on our Instagram page as well. And oh, I've just got a list nice. of them that I've been making my way through. They're non-stop though, aren't they, guys? I mean, I literally am the same as well. Like, oh, I'd love to explain to people about this. Yeah. But like, do but actually sitting down and doing it and putting something together is quite tricky. Plus also oh, it is. making it short enough and simple enough to actually go into somebody's head. Yeah, that's the thing. And and getting that balance of okay I really want to do this explainer can I make it interesting enough to people to want to watch yeah. it is it just something yeah. I'm interested in mm. because I like the weather or you know is this a does this have a broader appeal I guess see that's so, the journalist in you myself and Gemma would just be like yeah. <laughs> posting it anyway no. yeah. <laughs> there's a journalist going that's interesting to you but to everybody else <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well it's a part of it I guess isn't it yeah so I do try and, you know, I still try and get weather content out every week. I just feel like I mix it up a bit more now where I put some drums up there as well, you know, or yeah. I put some mm. non-weather stuff up as well. 
um, just to make it a bit more rounded. And I, I tend to drive people to the BBC Weather app on the forecasts as well. I still do the GIFs because they're something I've I started and I like them. Um, I've also really bizarrely on a social media front. So for a while now, I've been doing uh, the GIFs, the GIF forecast I was telling you about. But I also decided that I was going to do stickers. So I got chatting to Giffy, who make the transparent stickers that go on like Instagram, mm. Snapchat, TikTok, WhatsApp, the GIFs. That Love you a Giffy. For WhatsApp. Love, Love a Giffy. Exactly. Mm. So um, I just decided to make some transparent GIFs and I put them up there. They're all weather related. A few aren't where I may be holding the cat or whatever, but they're all generally to do with the weather. Like I'm pointing at things thinking, oh, I can do use these on forecasts, you know, to make Mm -hmm. forecasts quicker, but also made them quite over the top and flamboyant so people can use them in other capacities. And um, they've gone down like so well. So they've had um, 208 million views now. (gasps) um, My goodness. Which is ridiculous Amazing. i'm one of them i've used i've used one of yours on my an Instagram story before yeah, yeah oh amazing the man knows Thank what you. people want well it's all about trying things isn't it sometimes yeah. things don't work and sometimes people are like what are you doing that's cringe and sometimes they're so popular this yeah they're so popular on instagram people love them so yeah they're just a bit of fun aren't they mm. so that is now part of my like social media ritual you know trying to think of is there anything else I can do there yeah and it's just trying to think about you know just having fun with it I guess yeah yeah so Owen are you like you seem to be all like everywhere all of the time at every time of the day or night (laughs) but are you actually a morning or an evening person oh good question now I actually you know I think I'm a morning person and I think that shifts have done that to me ah, I think okay that, so you think maybe yeah, naturally for, your circadian rhythm is more like evening do you think I think my circadian rhythm has yeah has changed over the years to going from you know being more of a late night kind of guy mm. to now I, I wake up early sometimes it's taken me a really long time actually to not wake up at half three yeah, yeah, because you've completely changed now to a later um, day. Yeah, so I've gone from working four in the morning until two in the afternoon, which I was doing like pretty much every day when I was at Look North. And then when I was down in London, I was doing night shifts as well sometimes. Yeah. To now just doing 11-7 Monday to Friday, which is a delight. Wow. So, but still, I, I get up and I'm more productive in the mornings and I always start work before 11. Like, I'm always dressed yeah, before, yeah. like, 10 in my suit with my makeup on. Suited and booted, yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm like, the any, like... The thing is, you can't really record a forecast that's going to be going out, like, later on that day, first thing in the morning, because yeah. that defies the, the yeah, purpose yeah. of a accurate, kind of up-to-date data-driven forecast doesn't it so I try and get some stuff done but more of a morning person I would say Hmm. and what about I think I'm opposite I think since doing shifts I've actually switched so I used to be a really good morning person I used to get up really easily but now because of night shifts I actually find that I find it really hard to get up in the morning early and I'm more of a an evening person now I see I just right now in my life just love bed at any time (laughs) of day and night 
any sleep, any any token, I will take it. I will take it. So anyway, tell so us about important. Aaron. Is he like a, like he's gone through so many changes with you? Aside from being an incredibly ridiculously clever person, <laughs> he is very clever. He's yes, so clever. Very clever. Oh my goodness, he's so clever. But how has he managed around your life? Because you've had like, you know, that's a pretty pretty good partner right there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know. That's, it's all about that, isn't it? You know, it's mm. all about kind of working with the other person and yeah. I guess just things are thrown at you and you just got to work around them like different jobs or moving location or whatever. And mm. we've been really lucky that I suppose wherever we've been, it's worked out really well for both of us. And yeah. we've all, both of us have always said if a really big thing came up for either one of us, and it was in a different place, we would go there, you know, like for that reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just all about working, working around it. And I think that it's really hard for somebody who is in a relationship with somebody who's doing shifts in particular, because, mm. oh my gosh, I remember, and I know that, you know, you two have, have been there and uh, I do night shifts, you know. And I just remember when I was doing the night shifts in London when I was at World Service, just coming home from work and just obviously wanting to go to bed, but also wanted to have a glass of wine with Aaron and wanting yeah. to be like, oh, it's <laughs> home time. Yeah. But literally, you know, and that really affected my mental health, you know, that yeah. whole, the just your day being inverted and not being able to do stuff and being knackered all the time. So... Yeah, we've got more of a balance now and I tend to get my weekends off. I do a radio show um, every other week on Radio Wales. So I do that yeah. on Saturdays. But other than that, darlings, the weekends are mine and I like having a little <laughs> glass of wine and toasting that weekend. See, this is what hard work gets you. You finally get around you because we've all played through our weekends and nights oh. and days and you do it. And if somebody offers you work, you take it totally. and you do it. So it's really nice that you're in that place. And actually, you mentioned your mental health there. Um, It's been like, you know, a mega challenging year. And I know that outwardly you're super bright positive loving person but how have you actually managed to like maintain that optimism through this year you know Mm, it's been really hard a lot of the time and I suffer from anxiety um kind of it comes and goes and I worry about things you know I'm a real worrier and Aaron says to me sometimes like or people have said to me god I just I enjoy worrying about things if there's if I'm not worrying about something I've got to think of something else to worry about you know (laughs) so I've tried to like manage that but with my parents being so far away as well you know I'm in Manchester they're in southwest Wales Mm. um it it's made this time really hard and Mm. you know of course I'm not the only person in that situation you know so that's been difficult but I guess that what's been really I've been really lucky that you know I've been able to keep working throughout the whole thing and have been able to in a way do something different with what I do during the time which has kind of kept my work a bit more fresh I suppose as well so yeah it's been a really worrying time do you think people would be surprised that you suffer from anxiety yeah they probably would Ash I think that People do, you know, when I'm on the TV or whatever, it is very much me, you know, it's like, I, it is what it is. It's the, it's me kind of being yeah. who I am. But um, yeah, anxiety has always been a thing that I've kind of had. And 
has been at times difficult to manage and it, it manifests itself in weird ways like it's more I worry about stuff when I'm like in bed you know when I'm ready to go to yeah. sleep but then I'm like oh my gosh what if that happens or whatever um so yeah maybe people would be interested to hear that but I think sometimes it's good to be you know open about those things because we all suffer from things like that in yeah. some way shape or form and I think everybody you know suffers with their mental health in some capacity yeah. it's like a gradient yeah. so 100% if, if anything actually hopefully I mean there's been so you know I'm not going to stick it on the details of the last year we all know it's been absolutely tragic and it's been mm. so hard but the one thing I positive I hope comes from it is actually you know it is to be more normal to talk about your mental health on a day-to-day basis because mental health isn't just about like uh, something terrible happened and therefore I'm having a tough time like it's it is really is a day day-to-day journey and yeah. it, it feels like maybe it's just becoming more okay to be like you know this is just not a great day for me and sometimes yeah, maybe just... you don't know why it's just like I'm just not having a great day and that's okay yeah. it seems more more really okay and it feels more okay to say it out loud as well yeah totally and I, I agree with you I think that this time will make people a bit more open to those things mm, good for sure so we're gonna we are gonna wrap you up Gemma do you want to go with your quick fire round right let's go for it so this is a quick fire round it's Ooh. a mixture of weather related and mm-hmm. also just really random ones that Love we it. like to throw into the mix so favorite season autumn yes that's mine as well Love okay no, i have to interject again i keep doing this in the quick fire <laughs> round why is autumn your favorite season oh because i love the clothes i love the colors um yeah. and, and i i quite like the i like all of the seasons actually i love every season i love the hope that comes in spring i love the summer because i love warm weather I love the autumn more than more than anything, just because you see everything changing and these, yeah. you know, the, the the leaves turning those lovely colours, and then you're stepping towards winter. And I and I love winter because I I really quite like wet, cold, dark weather. Weirdly, mm. no. Well, so, you're well, you're from Wales. It's like it's home, isn't it? When it's like that, it's home, babes. So, yeah, it's the Celtic. It's yeah, the Celtic weather, for darling. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, I keep interrupting quick fire rounds because I'm like, no, it's fab. You need more detail sometimes. Go, go. Yes. Someone the other day was like, I thought this was quick fire. I didn't know there'd be follow up <laughs> questions. <laughs> but I like, we just go with the flow. It's fine. <laughs> oh, totally, Gemma. I love it. Um, your favorite cloud? Oh, I like a cumulus. Um, yeah. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, I was because... going to say, I'm going to have, I'm gonna like, don't, don't ask. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a cumulus cloud because. I like the fluffy look of it. Yeah. Um, I like that sometimes you can, you know, you can see it against the lovely blue sky and you see the lovely definition and the shape. I also quite like a cirrus cloud. I like high level clouds. Yeah, me too. I, they, they look a little bit like, um, they can look a bit like dry ice, I always think. You know, like that like rippling yeah. smoke. Yeah. Your, own, like your own nature party. Totally. <laughs> high up there. Really <laughs> <Yeah>. high up. <laughs> um jammy dodgers or jaffa cakes oh oh that's a really unfair question jenna (laughs) plum um i think jaffa cakes because they're just so moorish and delicious you can just eat a whole pack can't you they they are very moorish yeah Mm. Mm. love them 
Tea or coffee? Um, definitely coffee because I did used to drink a lot of tea, but now Aaron and I just drink coffee in the mornings and I always go and make a coffee and we we like a nice coffee, I like a nice black coffee. But I was just yeah. going to say, are you a black coffee? Are you flat white? Are you latte? What are you? I, I'm just a, a black coffee. Very boring. Um, I do not, like a chai. That's hardcore. That's hardcore. I like a chai uh, latte or like a chai masala kind of mm-hmm. latte type thing, mm-hmm. you know, as a treat. Right. But I would tend to go for a black coffee. Yeah. Good choice. I can't comment. I don't <laughs> like coffee. So <laughs> I'm, I don't a, I'm a flat do? white all the way. Flat white are all you? the way. Oh, love a flat love white. A- no, it has to be a good flat white though. Yeah, I agree. If I'm going to have my caffeine intake, it needs to. It's got to be good. It's got to be. It's got to be good. But I'm not too bad at making my own coffee now. I'm pretty good at like brewing and also like I have this lovely whisker thing that actually does a pretty oh. good, you know, like as I'd say as close as I could get to a coffee shop one. But then there's nothing worse than going into your favorite coffee shop and there's a new barista there. And they just don't make yeah, it. Yeah, they can't do it. Terrible. And you're like, give me that thing. I'll do it. Just shove the steam in yourself. Yeah. Can yeah, you like, imagine? This milk is too hot. They're like, oh my God, Ash is here again. Everyone leave. Right. We want in that steam wand. <laughs> They'll have Ash's photo behind saying, watch out for this yeah. woman if she comes in. Angry and they before... see her and they like lock the doors. They're like, nope, yeah. she's not coming Angry in. Angry before having had <laughs> coffee. <laughs> <laughs> snow yes or no yes because i think it's pretty i think it's it always has a sense of occasion about it mm-hmm. but i do get bored of snow so quickly mm. um and i think as a weather presenter i just hate when when there's snow in the forecast oh. you just say that you don't even have to say the full word you say and people are like, oh, it's going to snow. And yeah. people go absolutely bonkers. And they're like, and, and if the snow, you know, doesn't fall where they are, uh, you're public enemy number one. Yeah, so yeah. I love snow, but I don't love snow as a weather presenter, I suppose. And the thing is, as a weather presenter as well, like it could actually be snowing uh, like somewhere, but even or even in the next area, you're not actually sure if that's going to turn to snow. Like you still yeah. don't know. So you're like, ah, thank totally. God. You know, yeah, it's a stressful And you've one, always that. got to blur those lines. And sometimes, yeah. you know, it, it uh, snow is just hard to forecast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of the hardest things. Yeah, you just can't say, yeah, you were definitely going to get snow or we're definitely not going to get snow. Yeah, and, and it's very I think most people can get that, you know. Yeah. I think they just all have, have this hope from all of the American movies we watched that we're going to get like some sort of crispy snow sort of thing yeah. going on. And then straight away it's melted, it's slushy, then it's icy, and then it sticks away oh, for a couple of days and it's disaster. Yeah. I yeah, agree. Not nice. Um, Twitter or Instagram? Ooh, now. I think I do more on Twitter, mm-hmm. but I prefer, I think, mm, I, now do you know what? That's a hard one. I think I'm going to have to say Twitter, actually, because I do more on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. But I think Instagram can be nicer sometimes because it's just nice, nice pictures, you know? Yeah, yeah. Instagram's my favourite because I just love looking at the photos. Although you I'm all can, about the home improvement down, at the moment. Oh my Great. God. You can go down a really, really bad 
Instagram hole, like a rabbit hole, like yes. YouTube. Oh, yeah. Where you're totally. clicking on like reels or something or, you know, and you just like, what am I, what am I watching? An hour of my life has gone by. Oh, yeah. It could just be there for hours. It's like on TikTok or YouTube. Yeah. Like, why on earth am I watching a review on underwater gaffer tape? <laughs> You know, it's like you end up in these really weird places. Totally. Don't you? It's like, what's yeah, going like, on? I just Googled how to do something. What's going on? Yeah, why am I here? <laughs> um, and finally, fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, oh, that's horrible. Um, <laughs> what a vision. That's grotesque. Do you know what, though? How is it that I, Gemma asked me this before. I have no idea what that meant. Everyone seems to know what that means. I don't know what that means. What, as in having, having fingers, fingers on yeah. your toes? Yeah. Yeah, or toes for your fingers. Would you, st- if I had fingers on my toes, would I still have fingers on my hands? Yeah. If you had fingers for your toes, yeah, yeah. So your toes would just be, look like your fingers. So you'd have 20 of fingers. Them. Yeah. I think <laughs> how I much probably... Instagramming you could do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could be writing, typing with your toes. Oh it's multifunctional, really. Honestly, me on After Effects, Franny would be in the <laughs> troposphere. Um, I think it would have to be fingers for toes. Yeah, I such think. a random question. Though. Really random, really yeah. difficult. It is very random. <laughs> I saw I it on it. A, a TV show and I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to ask people that. It's really good. good question. It's a good um, question. So we're going to leave our podcast with our weather wisdom. We like to explain a little something about um, weather. We've had quite a few different things, but today, actually, Owen, maybe you'd like to mm-hmm. take it. Do you want to explain Ooh. the difference to people between what's the difference between weather and climate? Oh, weather and climate. So weather is something that is happening short term, essentially and affects you kind of day in, day out. Whereas climate is how everything behaves over a longer period of time. So that is, you know, weather is a part of that, I guess, but the weather is affected by the climate if the climate changes. So it's about something that's longer. Would you say that's perfect? About right? I would yeah. say that's perfectly right. Yes, that's why it's always so hard to put any one weather day, day down to something climatological. It's all quite, yeah. quite complicated, but there is actually a big difference and lots of different expertise and people who study all different parts of it as well. Yeah, of course. These are the people I follow on Twitter and make me sound clever. Oh, well, they're fabulous. I follow them as well. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, Owen. It's oh. been an absolute pleasure to have you with us. We've had such a great time. I like. I didn't know I could love you more than I do, but I do. Oh, darlings. It's, it's so- you know what? This has been so much fun. Thank you, Ash. Thank you, Gemma. It's been so lovely to see you both and to chat to you both. And um, keep being fabulous and keep making this fabulous podcast as well. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much. And thanks to everybody else who... Um, who listen who has actually managed to pick up this podcast we've been you know a little bit surprised that a few people have actually found us which has been fun um yeah. so so pleased so pleased that you've listened and we really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast but oh and we've always enjoyed working with them so we feel very privileged that he decided Aww, to join myself both. and Gemma today if you do ever want to follow us on instagram we're for the love of weather 
And on Twitter, we are the number four love of weather. Myself and Gemma had a tough time trying to pin down a proper Twitter name for that. <laughs> I bet. I know, we were not happy, but... We were not we happy, but this is, this is how it is. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for listening. And we hope that you leave this episode loving the weather just a little bit more. And until the next time, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs>